system and see a design flaw. But in fact, that's not the case at all. Because this spoon-like ladle contraption does in fact come with an ergonomically designed handle. Well, good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? Awesome, awesome. Uh, Brandon came down, uh, the worship team came down. Brandon just uh, fist bumped me, said, well, we got it started. Don't blow it. So... <laughs> so that was my encouragement this morning. So uh, I'm going to try not to blow it for the next few minutes. So welcome to church. If you're here for the first time, I'm Pastor Mike. Thank you for joining us. We are so glad that you came out even in this crazy weather. If you did not receive a guide when you came in, the ushers have them. They'll be happy to pass that. Just raise your hand. Uh, if you need something to write with, there's sermon notes in there. And there's also a connect card in there, which allows us to communicate with you. A couple of different ways that uh, we'd like communication. One is if you're a first time guest, there's a place to put your name, phone, email address there and mark first time guest so that we know that. Um, also on the back of that, I want to remind you that there's a prayer request place. Um, and I haven't said that for a few weeks and, and I uh, forgot to say it, but I want to remind you every Tuesday morning, we have a prayer small group. We have a group that have been committed almost since the church started. Every Tuesday morning, we pray uh, from like 9.30 till about 11.30, 11 o'clock uh, for a while there. And we go through every one of these. And so if you've got a prayer request, please put it on there. Give us the opportunity to pray for you. If you have a praise report, let me tell you how much they like a praise report. You know what I'm saying? Like every once in a while, it's just nice to hear that, that God answered and something. So if you've got something like that, write it on there. For those of you who are not doing the, the pass out thing because you're distancing a little bit, we have a guide online. You can get on the website, which is COT, Church of the COT Lakes. Com, and there's an e-guide. So check that out. The one announcement I want to give you this week that's important is that this week there are still a few places left. Friday night, we are having marriage night. So for all of our married folks uh, that would like to come out Friday night, it is $50 for the night. So it's, it's pretty much a, a date night. Uh, but we're going to have dinner for you, a nice dinner. And then we've got some great teaching to look at. And it's just for the night. It's going to be right at Venetian Gardens in the center there. So if you haven't registered, get online and register. Still not too late. We've got a few spots left. So come and join us for marriage night. We're excited about that. Um, Jen and I had the opportunity to get away. My wife's birthday was actually last Thursday. Um, so we had a chance to get away. So we came home last night and uh, we had a fantastic time. So I feel really relaxed today. So um, I may talk a little bit slower than I normally do, uh, just because for the last few days, I literally disconnected. Like I didn't know anything that was going on. We got people in the hospital. I was clueless, um, which every once in a while is just good for a pastor to do. So I uh, appreciate you guys understanding me not responding to you for the last few days. I just disconnected. We did 20 miles of the Chipola River, and it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. I think it's Fezenden's birthday. Is it your birthday today too? Yes, it is. Mark Fezenden's birthday today. Anybody else? have a birthday today. We'll just do old family style. Nope, just Mark. Okay. So everybody kiss Mark on his way out. All right. Um, unless you got a red band, then don't kiss Mark on the way. All right. Anyway, or you feel something going on. Anyway, welcome to church this morning. I'm so glad you guys came and I'm excited to take the next step in this series that we're doing called Struggles. Um, and I, I don't have this at all in my notes. It's just something Wally sent me this week that I've been really processing that's kind of interesting is a term I had never heard before. Probably most of you have it. Um, but there's a term called gaslighting. You ever heard of this? Gaslighting. And it's where this term comes from is actually there was a play in the 1930s where, and it was called Gaslight. And it was the story about this guy. Sorry, I'm laughing. This is kind of morbid. But anyway, there's about this guy that, that you know, everything was gas powered back then. So what he was doing every day is he was turning the, the lights down just a little bit, trying to make his wife go crazy. 
And, and she would make comment about it. And he would be like, no, 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 no. I don't know what you're talking about. You're, you're crazy. And she got to the point where she was really struggling with, am I going insane? It's getting dark in here, this whole thing. And so the term is called gaslighting. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking, man, isn't that, doesn't that feel like what's going on in our world right now? Come on, somebody. There's not a one of us. I don't care what side you're on right now. If you're like the whole, I'm not wearing a stinking mask, you know, America, rah, rah, rah person. There's not, a, there's, there's not one of you that at one point didn't go, well, man, should I? Like, is there some truth to it? Like, it's that gaslighting thing. It's that, like, am I a little bit insane? Am I a little bit crazy here? You know, I, 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 and, and I got to be honest, I, I've kind of been one of those that lean to the side of, I hear the conspiracy theories. Come on, somebody. Anybody believe in some conspiracy theories? Yeah, raise your hand. We'll know to avoid you on the way out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, kidding. So, but, 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 but seriously though, um, so on the one hand, there's like that whole conspiracy thing and all this sort of thing. And then quite honest, a, a good friend, some of you know, Dave Wilson, we knew him from the father's house. He passed away two days ago from COVID at Leesburg. Uh, Dave and Maria Wilson, for some of you guys that know, I, I've been texting back and forth from Maria for the last few weeks while he was in praying. He's getting better. He's getting, and then I just got the message while Jen and I were on the trip. Um, and, and, and she finally got through to us and, and let us know. And so it's, you know, for me, I, I'm just being honest. For me, it was like, am I not taking it serious enough? I mean, I know somebody who just, is anybody else, do you know what I'm talking about? Like this, this thing with it that's going on. And I mean, anybody feel that way kind of with the election stuff and the riots and black lives matter and no, they don't and all lives matter and blue lives matter and blah, blah, and all this, all this back and forth. And it's confusing because of course, black lives matter. Of course we make that statement. Of course that's a, on the other hand, there's a movement that I don't know that I believe in the whole thing about the movement. So I have a hard time saying it because come, anybody else, or is it just me? Like we're being gaslighted, right? We are, we're actually at a place probably where most of us, and I mean, a lot of you guys have lived a little bit longer and so you've gone through some crazy stuff. But for me, I don't remember a time in my lifetime where so much in the world was just so stinking confusing. Anybody else? Right? And, and we want to stand and we want to be strong and we do this. But what creeps in is what I want to talk about today. And that's fear. Fear. Anybody, anybody have any fear sometimes? You ever feel fear? You know, everybody. And, and, and so I started thinking about different fears we have. What are, what are kind of different fears that we have? Loss. Loss is a fear that we have, right? Loss of a spouse. Loss of your marriage. Loss of a child. Um, loss of health. Loss of a job, loss of control. Come on, where are my control freaks? Come on, somebody. Yeah. I mean, like we have fear of loss. We have fear of failure. Failure is an issue that maybe I'm not going to measure up or that I'm trying to keep up financially or, or even that I'll be a spiritual failure. Anybody ever feel that one? Maybe you grew up in one of those kind of churches where you got saved every other week. Right? Because they told you, you know, hellfire and damnation, rah, rah, rah. And you came to the aisle every dime and pastor's like, oh, you again. Okay, fill it out. Um, but, but like this, anybody else like this failure kind of thing? Rejection? Rejection is, is a part of fear. Being left out. Maybe being left out again. Come on. Rejection. Maybe you're single. And you got that whole like, am I ever going to get married thing going on? And it's amazing how the people around you 
can say the dumbest things when you're single, right? Like you look at a girl and go, when are you going to have babies? Well, she ain't married, so hopefully no time soon. Shut up. What is wrong with you? Right? Biological clock. We say things to our kids and we don't mean to, but we put the pressure on them to marry. Or maybe the rejection, maybe it's in in your marriage, just the rejection, that, that your marriage doesn't make it. You know, or even just fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown, like health. Like right now, like this, is it real? Can I get it? If I, has anybody ever had, else had this thought? Like I'm being really transparent this morning. Y'all get to get in my little crazy brain. But I've had the thought like, if I got it, what would my symptoms be? You know what I mean? Like, would, am I healthy enough? I work out a lot. And, like, so would I have the minor version or would I have, like, I know Andrea Roberts is the worship leader at the father's house. She got it. She was out for a few weeks and it was pretty heavy, but it wasn't life-threatening. You know what I mean? And then you hear other people, come on, anybody else? Fear of the unknown. Like, what would that look like? Fear of, of, of losing your job. Uh, of, of, gosh, good. What's good? What's bad? Defining right, defining wrong. And I want to start with a scripture this morning that I think is so, so important for us to address this issue and for us is to deal with this this morning. I, I believe in my heart that God wants to bring some deliverance to us this morning, but you have to push in. Does that make sense? Like it's not going to come to you. You've got to step into it. Is that you following me? Like you have to be willing to step into what God's going to say to you today. So, so let me pray and then I want to read this first. Father... We just come to you this morning, and honestly, can I say we're a little confused? Like, all this stuff, and what's right? What's wrong? Who's right? Who's wrong? Like, how do, how do, how do we vote? How, how do we make decisions? Are we being considerate not wearing a mask or wearing... I mean, so much, God, that, that we are honestly wrestling with. And so today... I'm praying, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you give us some revelation? Would you help us to deal with fear and deal with the unknown and stand upon you as our solid rock? We pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Let me show you this verse. This verse is fantastic. I love this. For God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He has given you a spirit. Listen to me. If you have received Jesus into your life and the Holy Spirit has been deposited into you as a guarantee of heaven, you have a spirit inside of you. Hear me. Come on. Of What is the words? Power, love, and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind. In other words, you have the power to deal with whatever this world throws at you. You have the ability to love in an unconditional way, the way that God loves agape love that we talked about several weeks ago. And... You have a sound mind. Come on. That's something we need to remind ourselves every day. That power is in you and afforded to you, but you have to choose it. Right? Like it's there. Like we just need to stop and remember. But I want to focus on the first part of this. For God has not given us a, and I want you to notice it doesn't say, for God did not give us fear. It says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear fear. And I've been praying through that this week in the last couple of weeks, trying to kind of say, God, what does that look like? What's the difference? How do we understand this? Just out of curiosity, I just put it in Wikipedia and I want to read to you what Wikipedia says about fear. Fear is an emotion 
induced by perceived danger or threat, which causes psychological changes. Come on, if you have fear enough, you, you, can, you can have all kinds of interesting things going. And ultimately, behavioral changes, such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from perceived traumatic events. So I want to say this to you. Listen to me. Some people would say that fear is not something a, a believer should ever experience. Like we look at that and we go, well, fear, fear, that's not of. This does not say fear. This says a spirit of fear. And I want to differentiate because I want to say this to you. Listen to me. Jesus experienced fear. Do you remember? He's in the garden. He's thinking about what's about to happen to him. He knows he's going to be beaten. He knows that they're going to punch him in the face and spit in his face. And they're going to hang him on a cross and it's just going to be brutal and nasty. And for just a moment, we see the humanity, not sin, but humanity of Jesus as he goes, Hey, God, if I could not have to do this, that'd be awesome. Right? He says, if this cup could pass from me. But here's what he does. He takes a moment of fear and he flips it. And he says, but not my will, your will. Here's what I want you to recognize in that little bitty moment is an understanding that fear itself is something that's going to happen to every single one of us. And because it happens to you, it doesn't necessarily mean you've done something wrong or that you're in a bad place or you're sinning. The problem is, is when we let the spirit of fear set into us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Right? Like we're going to face fear. You're going to have struggles this week. You're going to have things that a bill comes out of nowhere and now you're like thinking about finances, right? Or something, I mean, if you have kids, good Lord, things just come out of nowhere when you have kids, right? There's crazy decision thing. All right, yay, time to head to the emergency room. You know, I'll never forget Cody, one of my sons came to me. He's like, hey, dad, uh, dad, and he was a teenage boy. You know, I think I got him to shower once a month or something kind of thing, right? And he's like, dad, um, does this look bad? And he had this big scar from football that he had let get infected and it had red lines all running from it. You know, kind of, I'm like, oh, great. We get to go see Nancy again in the emergency room. We knew the ladies in the emergency room by first name. Come on, you know, right? And, and, and you don't know, and, and health stuff. Like Mr. Wally is not here with us this morning, got an infection kind of out of nowhere. He's fine. He's going to be good, but things happen. Come on, right? And we're going to have fear. You're going to have fear rear its head in your face. The question is, what do we do with it? The question is, where do we go from there? And so it says the scripture that it did not give us a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is not from God. Living in that, that's why we opened up with, I come alive in the river. Are you hearing the words we sang? Why? Because it's when we are walking in the spirit is when we are flowing with God's Holy Spirit and we are with him in communion with him. We don't find ourselves in a spirit of fear. We find ourselves in communion with the creator of the universe that has all control. It's when you and I get out of the river and we get over here on the shore and we start going, oh my God, it's hot over here. And I got sand on my feet. Ugh. And we start whining about life and we start complaining about our job and our spouse and everything else. And what happens? We let a spirit of fear set into us. Does that make sense to somebody? Right? And so it's so important for us. If, 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 if God is going to empower us to overcome fear, well, let's start by defining it. What is a spirit of fear? First of all, a spirit of fear is not an absence of faith. Okay? When, when you have fear, it's not an absence of faith in that moment. Okay? Did, did Jesus have moment? 
of, of, does he have faith, ultimate faith? Did he have fear in the moment? He did have fear in the moment. It's not that there's an absence of that. We practice our faith, hear me, in the presence of fear. They almost go hand in hand. In other words, to practice your faith, guess what you need? Fear. Like you're going to give, be given opportunities. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble in this world, right? Like that's one of those scriptures that I always just kind of think, that would be great if that one would go away. Because all of us, all of us have a tendency because we're Americans, it's what we do. We are trying to create this white picket fence, perfect thing so we can post it on Instagram. Like that's, that's the mode we're in. We're in this, this scenario. And you know what? It is totally opposite of what Jesus said. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble. So I don't care how many white picket fences you put up. Guess what? They're going to rot. <laughs> right? They're going to get dirty. They're, they're, like something's going to happen with that scenario. And so to understand we are going to have fear. We're going to face fear. It's going to come at us. It's going to require faith. The spirit, a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear is when you place your faith in the what ifs. Right? It's when you place your faith in the what ifs. Let me tell you a story. Some of you remember the story of Moses. Remember Moses? Moses, man, monster of the faith, right? We talk about Moses like he's, you know, up here and all this. So Moses is in Egypt, kills an Egyptian, runs out of fear, <laughs> runs away. And he's now sheep herder out in the, in the wilderness. And he comes upon a bush and the bush is burning. Probably not too crazy to see, but the more he looked at it, the bush is not burning up. Like it's burning, but the, green, the leaves are still green, right? It's not wilting. It's not going away. Like something weird's going on. Like, no, there's something weird here. And then what happens? God speaks to him from the burning bush, right? And he tells him, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Right? And I, and I love Moses' amazing, profound faith. Because what are the first two words that come out of his mouth? Well, what if? Look at the verse. Exodus 4 and 1, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me? Or listen to me? Or say, the Lord did not appear to you? Come on, anybody else a whiner like Moses sometimes? Come on, be honest. Hey, did this dude not just see a burning bush? Like, think about it. Like he had, he just saw a burning bush and God spoke to. And his first words are, what if? And isn't that the story of us sometimes? Like that God does these crazy things. He, 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 he's, he brings us through something. We have some crazy accident and we're fine. Like there was an accident not long ago. Ken's son had an accident, flipped the car three times. He had one little scratch on his knee. Right in that moment, we go, oh my gosh, God, you're so good. And then the next day we go, what if they don't like me? Right? Like this is a, a reminder of us of, of saying, wait a minute, instead of faith in God's promise, Moses put his faith in what ifs. And, and I, I want to challenge you with this concept of what if. I mean, another way that we kind of say that is, yeah, but. Anybody else have yeah, but syndrome? Or know someone that has yeah, but syndrome? Like they come to you for advice. And you give them advice, and, and, and everything you say to them, they got a yeah, but for. Come on. Well, I, I got a headache. Well, let me give you an ice pack to put on your neck. Yeah, but I don't like cold. Well, I've got a heating pad that we can put on you. And I, I don't like, but yeah, but I don't like hot. 
You, you ever get around somebody who's got yeah, but syndrome? Right? Listen to me. And maybe that's you. If you don't know anybody who has yeah, but syndrome, you might want to ask somebody. Yeah? But, and it's this concept of what if, of us looking at, what if they don't listen to me? What if, what if I get COVID? And what if the economy drops? And what if I lose my health? And what if I lose my job? What if my spouse cheats? Anybody have cheat dreams? Come on, be honest. Any, any married people ever had cheat dreams? Don't lie. You, you had a cheat dream. I have, Ms. Jen and I have he cheat dreams. Come on, have a cheat dream. And in your dream, they cheat on you. Wake up in the morning, I will kill you. Come on, and the, and the spouse is going, what? You want some coffee? Like, like, I don't know what, right? Like, but that's a fear. What if? What if I can't have kids? What if my kids get hurt? What if I have a car wreck? What if I never marry? What if I marry a jerk? Right? Like, what if? What if? What if? So I say that and you go, okay, so Pastor Mike, you're saying we should get rid of our what ifs. Before you do, let me suggest you use them constructively. You ready? Let me suggest you use your what ifs to help you understand your fears. Okay? Number one, what you fear the most reveals what you value the most. What you, what you fear the most, that, that, that's what you value the most. If you fear offending God, then you value God the most. If you fear offending someone else, you value that person the most, right? If you are scared to death right now about your marriage, that's a definition of what you value. In other words, I value marriage or, or, or I value security. It's really about me and my security. Or maybe I do really value my spouse, that individual person. Or maybe I value my reputation. I'm more worried about what everybody would say. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Like your what ifs can actually help you to understand where am I sitting in a spirit of fear? Where am I taking that that is really an unhealthy place? If you're worried about something happening to your child, of course that shows you you value your child's life. But we also have to be careful because some of us are living through our children. And it's more about us than it is about them. Got quiet all of a sudden. Come on, listen to me. This is important for us to deal with some stuff today. I recognize, Mike recognizes. There are times when I was all, I'm the sacrificial loving dad. But it was more about how I looked doing it than it really was about them. Come on. That's not a fear about my kids. That's a fear about my reputation. That's fear about how I look. You're afraid that you can't pay the bills or they might lose your job. Then obviously you're putting value in finances. You, you put something there that, that really is. What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. Number two, what you feel, uh, fear the most reveals where you trust God the least. That one's hard. That one kind of hits home. Let that sink in for a minute. So you're afraid of losing your marriage? Well, either you're not trusting God in your marriage or maybe you have not put God in your marriage. Like we've got to be honest and, and, and understand the reality of, of what that looks like. You fear something happened to your child? Maybe we've not trusted God with our child. I love that a few weeks ago we had three families that dedicated their child in a remembrance that this is your child you've just given me. Maybe we've forgotten that my job is to steward this child. 
It's not my child. It's God's child that he gave me for a time period to steward here on earth, right? That I'm a steward of something. He's, it's having my mind straight. That's why we get into areas of fear. That's where the devil can get us into a spirit of fear is because we're looking at things in the wrong way. Terrified about having not enough money. Maybe we're more worried about our money than we are about God. Maybe we, we, we've, we've put ourselves in such a place where we're thinking and valuing such things. So before we throw away our what ifs, before we just try to throw away our yeah buts, maybe we want to like be honest for a moment. So let's give it a name. Let me challenge you. You're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, write this down. What is it? What is it for you? What, what, give it a name. What can you honestly say this morning? Right now, the Holy Spirit would say to you, this is a place that you have fear. This is a place where it controls you. I'm not trusting God with what? What? Where, where, where is it that I'm trying to control? Where is it that I'm trying to overdo? Where, where is it that my mind constantly goes to? What is it? Children, future, health, someone I love, aging parents, adult children, where we're going. I want to give you a name to, I want to give you a moment to name it. And the reason I, I think this is so important is because, hear me, listen to me, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. We need to define something this morning. Like if, we, if, we're, if we're not just going to come here this morning and play church and go, whoo, yeah, that was great worship, rock and roll, go on with our day. But we actually come here today and say, God, give me something, change something inside of me, bring a little deliverance, bring a little bit of healing inside of me, then you got to name it. you got to name it this morning. What is it? Put a name, write it down. Come on, write it down. Write it down, write it down, write it down. And as you do, I want you to remind yourself of the truth. That God has not given you a spirit of fear. Come on. But of power and love and a sound mind. And if you feel crazy in a certain area, if you just know, come on, all of us have certain areas where we are crazy. Come on, I've said it many, many, many times. My crazy space is with a steering wheel in my hand. Right? Anybody else got that crazy space? Especially in the left lane. When somebody's sitting in the left lane. Come on. I need something on the front of my truck that just... Anyway. Um, but listen to me. What about you? In all, in all seriousness. Where, where is it that you like get a little crazy? Hey, how about this? Thanksgiving dinner with the family's coming. Some of you just pictured that crazy uncle that always just says something at the wrong time or that aunt with a beard that likes to kiss you, it's gross. Whatever it is, listen to me, whatever it is, where is it that you get crazy? And, and I really want you to dig in this morning. Like I, I want you to consider, okay, God, you really want to speak to me this morning about a certain area that I need some deliverance in. I need you to, to help me let go. I, I, I need to learn to trust you. And I'm honestly not trusting you at the moment. So I'd like you to, I'd like to ask you to consider doing something bold. You ready? I want you to tell somebody next to you one of your fears. 
Go ahead. Come on. Be bold. Come on. What you write down? What's the fear that has held you hostage? Because when you write down its name and you speak its name, it starts to lose power and control over you. Are you hearing me? Right? When you, when you begin to say, this is an issue in my life, that's when I actually start to get serious about it. When I look at someone else and say, this is my struggle, this is, this is my deal. So let's get real practical for just a second as we kind of finish out today. We've seen a bunch of signs uh, through this whole process. You've seen the signs, faith over fear. We've seen those faith over fear everywhere. Kind of a deal. And that's really, that's the whole goal of today. The whole, the whole goal of today is how do we actually live out God's word in such a way where we're living faith over fear. Amen? Anybody want to live faith over fear? Anybody want to see God just like take some stuff and rip it out of your soul right now and, and do a little surgery inside of you so that you can have a little bit of peace inside of you? We do such a good job of, of, of smiling and playing church and all that kind of stuff. And every once in a while... We need a Sunday like this. You know what I mean? Like we need a Sunday that we kind of cut it open and it gets a little painful and we kind of deal with some stuff and it's not quite so rah-rah, but it's just, you know what, God, I, I, I need something different. And, and so I was thinking about like the whole gaslighting thing and the struggle and the, and the questions and everything else. And here's what I know. Listen to me, church. God's given you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. In other words, you don't, you don't have to feel crazy when you're looking at all this. And you don't have to feel powerless to a, a, a pandemic or some crazy election cycle or whatever. And through that all, guess what? You can actually be loving. Come on, somebody. Right? Like that's, that's what God has afforded to us. So how do we live out Faith over fear. First of all, I think we have to acknowledge acknowledge your fear and choose to trust God anyway. That sounds really churchy, kind of cliche-ish, but it really, that's what it comes down to. In other words, I, I'm not going to close my eyes and put my fingers in my ear and go, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, this isn't happening, this isn't happening. I'm not going to be ostrich, stick my head in the sand and pretend like it's not there, right? I, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm nervous about what happens. This is heavy on my heart. I'm worried about it, but I'm choosing to trust God. Faith is not the absence of fear. It is remembering that there is something bigger than your fear. That's all. Listen, it's just that simple. We can say it sitting here because we're calm. The kids aren't yelling. We're not at work trying to accomplish what we need to accomplish. And the reason we do this is to, is to come and take a moment to refocus our brain on what God has to say. Right? And, and, and the reality is, is all that's happening when I let fear take over is that I forget how big my God is. I forget what he has done. I forget the burning bush. Seconds later, I'm going, what if, what if, what if? And so I, I want to remind you something that sounds so, because we've said it so many times, it just sounds churchy and it sounds like what a pastor would say. But God's huge. God's amazing. God's a miracle worker. Like, I don't care what the doctor said. God's a miracle worker. 
And I, I, I don't care what your situation looks like or how many dumb decisions you've made. God's a redeemer. Like he redeems time. He redeems bad decisions. It doesn't matter what you did last week, what you did last night. We have a God that says, come on, I got you, come on. Right? Every time, over and over, aren't you grateful that God's mercies are new every morning? Like that every day that he has new mercy. So why do I go running back to the what ifs? Why, why do I go running back to the yeah? It's because I forget who my God is. Right? Romans 8 and 28, that God works all things for good for those who love them. All things for good. You mean that bad doctor's report? Yes. All things for good. You, you mean that issue that happened? I mean, I, I, talking to Lizzie this morning, she's got a friend of hers that their family wants to come talk to me because the sister got, she died in a car accident a couple days ago. And, and listen to me, these are very, these are real. Dave is a friend of mine who just passed away and we're kind of dealing with that scenario. And, and listen to me, fear is going to rear its head and life is very, very real. And quite honestly, the more I get out on the road with the police, come on, this life is very dark. There's, there's, there's a lot going on in this world to try to pull us down and that's crazy and, and, and to try to bring us to this place of doubt. But God. But God, who is bigger than any small problem we have or large problem that we have. Greater than any issue that we can... God can speak something and let it happen. And listen to me, when he doesn't, he has purpose in his doesn't. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like for us to get back to that place of acknowledging that I'm going to trust him anyway. David said it this way in Psalm 56 too. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in God. When I'm afraid, I simply put my trust in God. Right? I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? So I thought, okay, we need a little bit of a, of a, of a history lesson this morning. You ready for this history lesson this morning? Because we're going through COVID, and we're going through election cycle. Anybody else praying Jesus comes back for the election like I am? Anyway, good Lord, right? Anyway, I almost said something would have, anyway, I'd have got a lot of emails. So, but listen, in the middle of this madness, I want to remind you, how many of you guys remember Y2K? Anybody remember Y2K? Right? So what happened for all you young people, right? When we were partying like it was 1999, okay? A little Prince reference for you there. Um, but when, when that was going on, all of a sudden everybody freaked out because they thought when everything turned 2000, all the computers were going to freak out, right? We weren't going to be able to get our money out of the banks. Like everything, Wall Street was going to jack up. The whole nine yards and those, all this scare and this fear. My mother had toilet paper, floor to ceiling in her house. Why is it that with the, to- what's it with the toilet paper? Come on, somebody. But I want to take you on a little bit of a history lesson. Look at this. 2000 was Y2K. 2001 was the anthrax scare. 2002 was the West Nile virus. 2003, we had SARS. Remember SARS? 2005, we had the bird flu. 2006, we had E. coli. 2008 is when the economy dropped. And by losing money in 08, oh yeah, we lost a bunch of money in 08. 
09, we had the swine flu. 2010, the BP oil spilled. Remember that? Come on, like 12, we had the Mayan calendar. It's the end of the world. World's coming to an end, right? Because of some crazy Mayan calendar. Anyway, right? 2013, North Korea. Rocket man. All right. 2014, Ebola virus. 2015, we got ISIS. 2016, we got Zika virus. Now 2020, we got COVID-19. Can I just remind y'all of some stuff right now? And guess what happened through all that? God's still sitting on his throne, somebody. Right? God is still sitting on his throne. And so when do we, as God's people, stop and review and go, God, over and over and over, you have delivered your people. Like as far back as we can remember, whether it be when they walked up, can you imagine walking up to the river and here come the chariots as they're trying to escape from Egypt and the waters part? Like, I want to see the YouTube video of that. Come on, somebody. Right? Like walking along and seeing sharks like at SeaWorld. You know, I picture that, you know, the tube at SeaWorld that you walk through and there's all the sharks. That's kind of what I picture when they're walking. But like to review God's story, what he's done over and over. Anybody here had God show up in your life? Then how about we start reviewing that? Whenever fear rears its head, whenever fear jumps right in our face and says, no, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Right? That's, that's not what God has given us. Not what God wants to do. Not what God wants for our lives. Band, you guys come up. I'm going to close out in just a second. I, w- I want to say this to you, and this is really important because I'm going to veer off a rabbit trail just for a moment because I felt like this was important to say. Sometimes when correction is happening, when God is doing something inside of us or around us or even letting something happen to us, Catch this, it's because he's bringing correction. Are you hearing me? I really feel deep in my soul. Some of what's going on in our country is he's bringing correction. He's bringing correction for things we've done or that we've allowed to happen by omission. Let me say, let me say to you, listen to me, you need to vote. You need to vote. Because God's people need to speak their voice. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like we cannot step back and go, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. That's not true. We have to participate. We should be the most active of all people because God has given us power and love and a sound mind. Come on. Right? Check this out in First Peter. This is, this is important for us to catch. First Peter 4 and 17. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. Not everything that you're going through or fearing right now is actually a bad thing. Even some of the things that are most difficult or ugliest in your life at the moment, God is doing something. Because God is way more important to him is our character than our comfort. So not everything, because sometimes, and the scripture says, judgment will start with God's house. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel? See, God's judgment starts with those he loves. So some of the stuff you might be going through, listen to me, maybe we need to stop and say, God, what do you want me to learn? Is there anything I've done? Is there anything that's out of balance in my life? Is there a reason that this has come? Like, see, these are healthy ways for us to look at. Fear will come. Fear is going to happen. Come on, right? 
You're going to experience it. You're going to experience it this week. But the question is, what spirit will you live in? Will I live in a spirit of fear that says, well, what if, and I don't know, and all this. And, and, and then we grasp for answers. Come on, anybody. Anybody ever made a bad decision out of fear? You're like, yeah, how many today? But the other spirit that God's trying to say to us is, I've got a spirit for you that is my spirit that has power, love, and a sound mind. And it sounds, it sort of sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Come on, if we're honest. There's a part of us that kind of, our doubt kicks in there. And yet if you'll get up each morning and find yourself in God's word, if you'll get up each morning and say, God, as best as I understand, give you my life today. I so want to serve you today. I acknowledge you today. Before fear rears its ugly head today, I'm going to choose to walk in your spirit, your Holy Spirit, not in a spirit of fear today. I'm going to choose to understand that everything that might try to come against me, you are so much bigger than and more powerful than. And just watch. Like just just what, watch what the Holy Spirit will do inside of you. Like it sounds too simple. And yet it really is that where it says that if you'll renew your mind, that God will do the transforming. Right? That we renew our mind to who he is. My God is on the throne and his will shall be done. Shall be done. So we acknowledge our fear. We choose to trust God. And the last thing I'm going to say is this. We have to seek God until he takes away our fears. Most of the time, when fear comes or things come, we focus there and away from God. We have this tendency for some reason to run away from God when fear comes because we think that fear means that we have no faith and that's not true. Fear is an emotion. Emotions are warnings, not commands. Listen to me, that's so important for some of you to hear. Emotions are warnings, not commands. You don't have to respond to that. You just need to take it as a symptom. David took his fear in his life as a signal that he needed to seek God. If there was a man who truly had a lot to fear on this earth, it was King David. Before he was king, he had a king chasing him, trying to kill him every day. Right? He had so much inside of him. But Psalm 34 and 4 says this, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. It is possible, listen to me, it is possible for an eternal God to empower you to overcome a temporary fear. Isn't that not true? Isn't that just simple as us stepping into that tomorrow? Right? Like, isn't that just a... It's just a choice. Like God's not going to drag us to that place. We have to choose. Okay, I'm facing this fear. I'm facing this struggle. I step in. Okay, God, you're God. What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to hear? What are you trying to say? How can I be a part? What can I fix? Who do I need to apologize to? God, I trust you. 
you are all in all. How do you want me to deal with this? How do you want me to love in the middle of this? How do you want me to show you powerful in the middle of this? How do I have a spirit and walk in of power and love and a sound mind? And make the decisions that you want me. John Wesley was a famous circuit rider preacher from the 1700s and founded actually the Methodist church. And I want to end with a quote from him. It says this, whenever I feel fearful emotions overtaking me, I just close my eyes and thank God that he is still on the throne, reigning over everything. And I take comfort in his control over all the affairs of my life. That's what I'm, that's what I'm challenging you to do this week for us to defeat fear. To be honest and saying, what is it, man? What is it that I've bought? What is it that I've been gaslighted with? That, that, that I've gotten crazy about and I'm concerned about? God, you're bigger than all of it. You're more powerful than all of it. You've got all this figured out. You're going to bring justice where there's injustice. Come on, there's things you see in this world that just drive you crazy, aren't they? There's just things that like for me, the, the big one for me, you know, other people, it's other things for me. Human trafficking just makes, makes me want to kill somebody, to be honest. Right? Like that whole process and that with girl, young girls and that whole scenario. And I, and I walk the streets in Athens and here are the brothels where they bring 12-year-old girls to service 15, 20 men a day. And that was a moment for me. Like, God, give me an AK-47 and let me go Rambo for a second. You know what I mean? But no, that's a fear response. That's not a trust response that I go, God, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to go back and tell your church and your church is going to support Cecilia and Cecilia is going to do the work that I have for her to do here because it's all in my timing and I'm just and I have it all worked out and I will fix it in the end and it will all come to the way that it's supposed to be if you will simply trust me in the way that I have written the story in my timing. Amen? So whatever it is for you, can we trust God today? Can we muster up what little bit of faith that maybe you have in that area of fear today? Close your eyes for a second. And let's ask God to help us do that. God, we bring our fear to you today. We bring our struggle to you today, our concerns, our striving. And we first acknowledge that you're God. You're an amazing God, all-powerful, omnipotent, omnipresent. You got it all figured out. You had plans before there was a problem. You were ready to bring justice before there was a need for justice. So God, all of our fears, whether it's tied to a pandemic, whether it's tied to, to rioting or racial issues or elections, or all these things that are coming at us and our finances and kids and adult kids and the struggles and the strife. Father, today we choose by faith to trust you. We lay all our fears at your feet, trusting you. You, you got this. And now we ask, tell us what you want us to do, Holy Spirit. That we not live in a spirit of fear and react to our fears, but that we live in the spirit of your holy self that will tell us right or left, forwards or backwards, say something, don't say something, post something, don't post something. Go and call this person. 
go encourage that person. We want to be of your people walking in your spirit, not in a spirit of fear this week, that we might fulfill all that you've called us to do and see you do the miraculous around us simply because we are faithful to walk in your spirit and to not walk in a spirit of fear. We rebuke the spirit of fear this morning. Over each and every person here, we bind the spirit of fear. What is bound in earth is bound in heaven. We ask God you bring deliverance and you bring understanding to each person here what their next step is to finding freedom in the area of fear. Father, for anyone here today who doesn't know you, I pray that your Holy Spirit will draw them to you, that they would make the decision today to make you Lord of their life, to ask you to forgive them their their sins and commit to serve you the rest of their lives. Thank you, thank you, God, for what you're doing here this morning. Holy Spirit, give us strength not to just hear words now, but be doers of the word as we get up from this place tonight. We pray it all in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Can we sing the song one more time? I'm no longer a slave to fear. Would you stand to your feet? Let's sing this one. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone and I'm no longer this week. Amen. Amen. You got to stand on that. You got to step into it. So I want to challenge you to do that this week. And I want to challenge you, look at your fears. If you're not in a small group, you need to be there so you can connect with somebody to talk about your fears and have that accountability.
For those of you who are joining us in Life Steps, or if it's your first time here, you might want to join us down the hallway in Life Steps. Go out to the left here. There's a sign that says Life Steps. Today is Life Step 2. We talk a lot about the structure of the church. So if that's part, I'll see you in Life Steps in just a bit. Also, our prayer team really wanted to pray with anybody who's struggling with fear or some specific things. So we'll have prayer team members over here in the corner. They would love to pray with you. But team's going to finish worshiping. You are welcome to go or to stay and finish your worshiping. We'll see you guys next week.